What do you think about when you see yourself in a full-length mirror? Do you think positive thoughts or do you pick yourself apart? Where do all those thoughts come from? How do others see you? How do you see yourself? This is Thirsty the Podcast, Body Talk. everyone. Okay, so today's one of those special episodes where we're going to kind of talk about dating, kind of talk about, you know, how we move around the world, but we're really going to focus on special topic today, which is how we see our bodies, how we think about our bodies, how we think about ourselves. All of those things that really do come up quite a bit, especially after divorce. Um, you know, everything's just so different. You know, a lot of us have talked about dating and sex and, you know, going about the world when we're younger and it is different when you're older. So today we just really wanted to focus on body image um, and kind of talk about how the the journey that Laura and I have been through that we've seen a lot of our friends go through um, as you start to rebuild your life after a big life change. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of big feelings that come across you when you start to venture back into the dating world after more than likely a lot of years of not dating, of being with the same person, of having maybe had children, like all of those really big life changes. And then you find yourself back in the dating pool where you did not expect expect to be at all. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard to get into the mindset of kind of that new way of life that you're really not used to. And it makes you think about yourself in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I mean, how did you, how did you feel about your body whenever you started dating again? I think initially when I hopped back into dating too quickly, I didn't let myself really think about it and it didn't, I feel like it didn't impact me or it didn't become a focus until I was maybe a few months into dating and had some experiences that kind of made me wonder how the people I was dating looked at me or thought or thought about me. Um, because I think I was so far out of that mode when I started dating again, I hadn't dated in so many years that it, I, it didn't even have time to process what it was going to feel like. I was just so focused on let's move forward. Let's move on. I want to meet someone and all of that, but I didn't really stop to think about how I felt in that process. So yeah, it it took a few months to kind of catch up with me. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I'm, we'll probably get to this later, but I know the way I feel about my body now is very different from how I feel, felt about it when I started, um, dating again. Cause I remember right at the beginning, right when I left my marriage. And as I've said before, I started dating too early. That's for dead. Sure. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I was not making the best choices, but well, there are two things that were kind of interesting. And I'm just going to be very open about all of this. And I'm not going to say I made all the right choices. Actually, I'm going to say I probably made a lot of wrong choices, but over the last you know, few years of my marriage, I really had not been, you know, I used to be a marathoner, triathlete, worked out every day, highly disciplined. And then my life was so difficult the last few years of my marriage that I just, and I was really depressed. I was not taking care of myself. Now, I really think it's important that we don't correlate working out with your body size, but what I will say for me, when I'm depressed, I don't take care of myself. And sometimes you can see it, meaning I was not fueling my body. I was not eating the vegetables I needed to eat. I was not, you know, I was eating all this food that was not, um, because I was upset and I was sad and it made me like happy for a moment. It was easy. And I was also like, well, what does it matter if I take care of myself? And you could tell in the way I looked. And then I left my marriage and I like was making this big life change. It was interesting because I dropped 40 pounds almost immediately, like in three or four months, 
which is really crazy to me. I think part of that's being depressed. Part of it's being, um, just like in this really weird place. Um, and then I also remember thinking, and again, I'm not saying any of this is healthy. I'm just being honest about how I felt. Um, I think that's an unhealthy attitude that I had, that I had to lose all this weight because no one's going to want me, you know, with the way I look right now. That's not healthy. That's not a healthy attitude, but it's really how I felt. Yeah. And I think what you said a little, a few minutes ago about, you know, what did it matter when you were still in your marriage? And I think that's also kind of, I hit that point too. Like my life was, you know, there was a lot going on. I had all these little kids. I had a busy job. I was commuting. Like life was really busy. My marriage wasn't in a great place. And it kind of did feel like, well, what, what did it matter? Because I wasn't engaging with my partner, like we weren't in a good place. And so like how he felt about how I looked or whatever was like, well, what did it matter? Like, because I think you also associate the, like, what does someone else think about? I mean, going back into dating, they're like, well, what do these new men I'm dating think about how I look rather than like, there was no focus for me. I feel like on how I actually felt about myself. It was more about what was in the surroundings around me. Like, did my husband care? Well, we were checked out. So that didn't matter. And therefore it didn't matter for me. And no, I was in the same boat. I wasn't working out, even though that had always been when I could find the time, something that was important to me, but I didn't have the time or the effort or anything to be able to do it. So that went to the wayside, just generally taking care of myself was not a a focus for me at all during those last couple of years. Yeah. I think that's really interesting how, well, and you know, and I think it's like spoiler alert (laughs) towards later, like now I would say, I really care. I care about myself and my mm-hmm. body. And really, I think I have, I have successfully made the flip where I really don't care what other people, you know, like I do what makes me feel good. And I'm not just saying this, like it's for real. Now I wear the clothes I want to wear. I mean, you know, Laura, I wear very bright makeup. I have bright red hair. I think you can tell that like, there's mm-hmm. been this big personality and confidence change in what I look like. Um, I wear very bold clothing, bold colors, and it's for me. It's what I like to wear. It's what I like to look like. It's what I want. I'm comfortable in my body at a very, you know, the way I am right now. And it's not about other people anymore. It's about me and what I want to put out there, which that was a flip and not how I felt when I first started dating again. Yeah. I think that, you know, again, I've been, I've been dating for a little bit longer and trying to figure myself out and all of those things, but I would say within the past year is probably where I've hit my happiest point too. And as you know, as we know, our hair clashes, yours is red, mine is pink. Um, (laughs) but I've realized that part of like dyeing my hair pink has been that transition of, well, a, I like it and I'm going to do what I want. I'm home every day anyway. So I'm not impressing any, you know, of a workplace that I'm going to, so I can do what I want. So that freedom has been nice, but it's more that like, I actually want people to look at me again. And for a long time, I really didn't. And I didn't feel good about myself. And so that transition of like, I feel good in this, I feel confident in this three or four years ago, I would never have been able to do that and feel comfortable um, with people noticing me in that way. Um, so it has been that big shift and it is a hundred percent for me. So yeah. I remember there's, there's a thing on social media about like a 10 year challenge or something. And you and I both like, I remember we texted it to each other and it, the difference was astounding mm-hmm. us 10 years ago. Like we could have blended into the wall and now we've got this bright pink, bright red hair, bright, bold <laughs> lipstick. You know, the difference is huge. Yeah. Like between the wallflowers we used to be and now 
it, it, I just think that's very interesting. The very dramatic change that I've seen in myself and that I, you know, as your friend, I've seen in you as well. I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think we both look a lot happier hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, about, I think the way we think about ourselves when we start dating again is I think it's unavoidable, even if a divorce is very amicable. And I'll just say right now in, in my marriage, I, there was never any, but never like actually, you know, he said I was beautiful on a regular basis, but I think just the fact of getting divorced, I think really does a number in your self-esteem It's like, wow, we're paying a lot of money. Someone's paying a lot of money and going to a lot of effort to not be with me, you know? Uh, and it's just like, there's no way for you to feel good about it. It's really hard to feel good about yourself when someone is going to so much trouble to not be with you anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, I know for me, that took a long time for me to move past, even if like cerebrally in my head, I was like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're attractive. You're dateable. Um, yeah, but th- there's a difference between telling yourself that and like feeling it inside your, like deep inside your bones, you know, where you're mm-hmm. really confident. Yeah, no, I think that definitely it, it's a, it's a big shift to get over. Um, and I think also, again, like I think I touched on earlier, it's just, you really do look at yourself a different way when you're starting to date again. And, you know, I was eventually, you know, again, at first, my first dating profiles, I had horror, I had no. I did not know how to take a good selfie. I've practiced a lot over the past few years. I've gotten a lot better, but like terrible photos, wasn't very self-aware, didn't really know what I was getting into, which nobody does when they start that process. Like, and I was definitely just, you know, on the struggle bus a little bit, I think of like putting myself back out there because again, like my appearance hadn't been something that I really focused on up until that point anyway. And then all of a sudden you're like back out there and you're like starting to realize like, oh, I need clothes to wear to go out on a date. And like all of these things that like, I'm not in, it was either mom mode or work mode. And all of a sudden you're like having to do this whole other thing. I was a really big shift. And I think, you know, again, after that first couple of months of realizing, like, I got to step up my game and start figuring out what I'm doing here. And again, looking at myself in a little bit of a different way. What were you surprised about? Like when it came to how dates reacted to things that maybe you were feeling insecure about, like what, what did you learn that surprised you when you started dating? For the most part, I've had really good experiences. And I think I've noticed that I'm more insecure. Like I noticed things that, you know, I've never had anybody really say anything about any of my insecurities, but in our heads, we're always like, Oh, they're going to notice this, or they're going to be able to, you know, we've had kids, like things are different. Um, but I've never really hit on that except for one person I did date early on who didn't say anything, but I kind of just felt like, you know, there was maybe some disappointment in how my body looked, even though he was no prize. So I don't know why I was so self-conscious about myself. And that actually pushed me to get, to join a, a gym that I go to. And, um, cause I was feeling bad about myself. So my motivation to join that gym was kind of like, I feel crappy. I feel like this person I was seeing didn't like how I looked for me and join this gym and turn out it was the best choice I could have done because I love it. And it's my happy place. And I'm, you know, focused on fitness in a different way because of that. So I don't love how that started for me, but I'm happy where I've landed with it. Um, but it definitely like, that was kind of when I had started to, to pick up on, you know, 
men notice certain things and they may not, you know, like being just more self-conscious, even if things weren't said, I became more self-conscious of those. So I guess in summary, it's really more about me than anything anybody has ever said or really truly done. It's more about how I have started to feel about myself and realizing I wanted to be more confident. Yeah. I remember being real worried about it. And just cause like, you know, nothing, you don't, I, you know, I hadn't dated in 15 years or so. So I just had no idea what I was getting into. As you said, nobody does, but I was so worried about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so worried and I was surprised to find most men had zero bad things to say. Like a lot of those things I was insecure about, I don't think they even like saw them or noticed them. It was mm-hmm. all like what I was putting on myself. And I think what's interesting for you, like the impetus for joining the gym was maybe not a healthy moment, you know, like some guy being a jerk about something that he shouldn't, that he shouldn't have cared about but it turned into a really healthy, awesome thing for you and how you saw yourself. I think that's interesting. Sometimes like on a, on a journey, our reason to start doing something healthy is not, is not good. Mm -hmm. Um, but we turn it into a good thing. It like transforms into a really good force in our life. Yeah. I know for you, you have a lot of cool things to say about working out about how you think about it. Um, you know, but making you strong, it's not about like losing weight, which I think sometimes people equate those two things. Yeah, no, for me, it's definitely been kind of a process of like, oh, lifting weights is fun. All the stuff I would have honestly liked when I was younger and I was just too stubborn to learn. I have learned in my later, in my late thirties that, um, yeah, lifting weights is awesome and I want to get stronger and shifting that focus has definitely made me feel better about myself because I'm like, well, I'm not focused on what I weigh or these other things that can really kind of bring you to a dark place. Sometimes it's really focused on how much can I lift today? Can I push it further and feel better about myself through that? And, you know, it's the same thing again, if you're marathon training or anything else, like, are you working toward a really healthy, like fitness goal, or are you weighing yourself every day and feeling bad about the number? And for me, that kind of moving away from the scale and focusing on workouts that just feel really good to me and keep me active and happy is a a far better thing than obsessing over everything I'm eating and weighing myself and all that stuff. Cause that never tends to work out very well. Yeah. I mean, I love uh, what you talk about. Cause I think that's something that you say, talk about in such a simple way that I actually say that to myself now too, about the focus for you is that you want to get really strong. Like it's not, it's not about the weight loss stuff at all, that it's about what you can lift, you know, or how strong the things you can accomplish. And I think that's a really great way to think about it personally. Yeah. It definitely makes it a lot, just a lot happier when you're not focused on how thin you are. And like we've said, like, what are the motivations? Probably a lot of my life, my motivations of being thinner is how I look to the opposite sex, quite honestly. And when I wasn't feeling so great about myself, it was partly because I didn't feel like I had someone who was really viewing me in that way. So it didn't matter what I looked like or felt like, even though it mattered, it should matter to me, but it wasn't mattering to me at that time. And so now it's like, my motivation isn't who I'm dating or what they're going to think about me. It's, I want to feel good and I want to accomplish this and do that. But so often I think women, it's not really about our own like personal health or how we feel. It's how we look to other people how we fit into certain clothes or whatever it is. And yes, it's nicer if you're working out and if you're, you know, if clothes fit a little bit better, usually that feels nice. But in my life, I've spent so much time focused on just that piece of it and not really on what am I doing? Like, am I enjoying my workout or am I just doing the workout to get to this other goal that probably isn't the healthiest goal or am I enjoying 
the process. And now I just enjoy the daily workout and it makes me feel good. I don't want to skip it. And I know you're the same way. Like the daily workout is everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I went for, I would say a year and a half straight working out every day, every day. Um, I haven't been working out every day lately, but I'm about to get back on that because racing season has started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love racing. I'm actually not a natural athlete at all. I have to work really hard. Um, I'm a slow runner. My race pace is like 12 minutes per mile. Anytime I've run a race with a friend, I'm always like, I'll see you at the end. You should just go. See, when we run together, you will be far ahead of me because I'm super slow and I'm not a great runner. So you're going to feel really good. (laughs) We're so Laura and I are running our first race together. It's a race here in Chicago. We're excited about it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, I haven't done a race in a while and I actually signed up for the Chicago marathon this year. And it's just, I think part of it with working out, like it's become so attached to, oh, you should work out. So you look good. And I think part of it is like reframing that, like, what's the joy you find in it. You need to take, like, it is just true. We need to take care of our bodies. Like that's part of self-care. It's taking care of your body. It's not about being skinny. It's not about, you know, food and all of it. It's about being good to your body, building muscle to protect your joints, things like that totally separate from like the, what you look like part of it. Mm -hmm. And for me, like I found joy in working out. I enjoy working out. Um, I have a spin bike here at home and I'm very lucky to have a treadmill as well, which I have found as a, a, as a single parent (laughs) at this point, or, you know, I have a co-parent, but I'm on my own for the most part, being able to do a run or being able to do a spin class, you know, late at night while my kids are in bed is just amazing to have that flexibility. Um, but I know for me, like I just found the joy in working out. I love, uh, I love a good workout. You know, like for me, I don't have that thing of, um, oh gosh, I've got to work out today. I just don't feel like it. That's something that at a certain point I reframe that to myself. I need to take care of my body. I want to take care of my body. It feels good to work out. All that serotonin stuff is real. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, totally. I get home from a workout and I'm like, I just feel good. My energy level is high. Like it's a good, sweaty, happy feeling. Like you can tell the shift. And also I used to commute every day on public transportation and now I don't. So all of the steps that I realized I used to get in from just the natural amount of walking to the train, walking to my office, walking out to get lunch, all of that. I'm sitting all day. And now that our weather is snowy, I can't even like get out in the middle of the day for a dog walk or anything. So same as you, I have a spin bike at home and that saves me when I've got my kids, I have no excuses to not like move my body and do something. And my kids will comment about it too. They're like, you should take a break or, you know, like, are you going to exercise tonight? Why are you doing that? And partly I tell them, I'm like, well, I've been home all day, so I need to move my body. I need to do something. And also again, I like it. I enjoy it. All of that stuff. Um, and I'm careful with them too, because I've got two daughters and they ask specific, my son doesn't care about any of this, but like the (laughs) girls will ask questions about, are you on a diet? If they see like, I'm eating something that might be different from what they're eating. And I'm always so careful about, you know, eating healthy, or I, I just like this, or, you know, trying to make sure that it's clear that, I'm not like restricting my food or anything, um, that nature or that again, exercise isn't for thinness. It's just because I need to move. I've been sitting, this feels nice and all of those things. Um, you know, I try and be really careful with them because they notice it all. They're very interested. Um, they also like watching the spin bike. They like being on my spin bike. Um, (laughs) they like watching the screen. Um, all that stuff. It's very entertaining, but 
I make sure that it's really just about moving my body because my body has been sitting at a table for the entire day. So, yeah. And I'm like reframing it. Like I feel like in, it's so common in society or culture. I don't know exactly how to put it, but that workouts are a punishment or you're supposed to not like it. And I, I feel like a big part of including that in your life is finding the joy in it. I have a lot of, I, I enjoy workouts. It's not a drudgery to me. Sometimes it's hard to fit it in, but I, I'm really proud when like, I can see my, myself getting stronger when I'm getting faster. I think it makes you feel really good in all ways. There's really no downside. And so this whole idea of that you're, you're supposed to, oh, my workout, I need to go for a run. I, I mean, I would really encourage anybody to not, to try not to think that way. Cause it really does add so many good things to your life. Um, I think that also means you're just doing the wrong workout. Like a couple mm-hmm. of my girlfriends, like one goes to bar class and one goes to like a hip hop dance class. And I go to my boot camp, and all of our workouts are very, very different, but we each get our individual joy. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh, do you want to come to mine? It's like, well, I'm never going to go to somebody's hip hop dance class. Like that is <laughs> pain and torture for me. I'm not coordinated. I would just cry in the corner. It'd be terrible. I tried a bar class with the other friend and it was not for me. I did not enjoy it. It was good to try it. But again, that wasn't my happy place. My happy place is what I'm doing. And like that works for me. And I feel like there are so many good options. If your, you know, approach to it is, Ugh, I have to do this, then you are doing the wrong thing and find the thing that you love to do. Yeah, for sure. Now something, and this is kind of that, okay. So this is a little bit of a turn. And then this is something that, you know, we can only speak for ourselves. Like you and I are, uh, cis women, you know, we, we, we date men. And so we can only speak for our experience. And I suspect it's different depending on who you date, who, you know, how you identify. So just putting that out there, we're only speaking for our own experience, but I know, cause we've talked about it. Both of us deal with daily objectification of our body. You know, like I know the men that I have swiped, you know, matched with or whatever high number of them have had plenty to say about my body, whether positive or negative or aggressive. Um, And I think it's, I don't know that men deal with that much, or at least not in the way that we have. Um, You know, how did you feel about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't care for anything early on that's that high on physical appearance because it's just, it makes me uncomfortable because you obviously question intentions. Um, And I also think it's interesting because I, again, I'm assuming men get a certain amount of it. Any man who has like a picture on his profile where he has a lot of muscles, he has a shirt off. He clearly wants a comment about his body. And I'm, you know, there are on the other side, there are a lot of women who probably are showing a lot of their body on their profiles. And so I would expect those to get more comments, but like we've seen each other's dating profiles and neither one of us put any of that out there. So it's interesting to get that back when that's, that's not what you're putting out into the world. Um, it's astounding to me. Like I look like a Midwestern mom in most of my pictures, like I'm not, you know, like there's nothing like salacious or anything in my profile. Um, so yeah, when you get like the opening stuff, that's all, physical comments or about what you're wearing or what I just, I can't with that. I I'll just unmatch and move on. It's not worth sticking around for. Yeah. I mean, I remember there was even someone I dated, like, cause it makes me so uncomfortable because like, I'm not, I'm at a point in my dating journey where I'm not just dating for sex. Like I'm not like, I want to date. I want to be dated. I want to get to know each other. I want there to be a real meaningful 
connection. And of course, like the physical aspect of that is important, but there are a lot of men I feel like that I have dealt with that. I think that's all they care about. Like maybe they pretend they want to get to know me, but when it comes down to it, that's not why they're there. And so I think my defenses are always like really high, um, in terms of like, where is this going? What do you really want? You know, cause they're not, it's hard to tell sometimes. Um, I do remember there was somebody I dated for a number of months and I had his number because at a certain point I was like, oh, this is not going to work out because I noticed he'd be real slow to, to talk to me on text when we were having real conversations or if something important would come up, he'd be like, oh, let's talk about tomorrow. Never come back to it. But mm-hmm. if I said something physical, you know, and of that nature, immediate response, you know, and, and it was very predictable and it was a pattern and I... I don't know. It just, that's something women deal with, I think on a daily basis. And I don't know if men realize that, like you making all these sexual comments about our comments about our bodies, you're not the only one, you know, and also knowing that women go through this world in a less safe manner. Um, I just think men don't think about that sometimes when what they say, like women don't want to be treated like an object all the time, every day, most of the time. Well, and also the second you put your guard down for one of those comments and that you're like, fine, like I'll, I'll engage a little bit. Then all of a sudden opens you up for that all of the time. Like you have to be so careful with what you say, how you say it, how can it be inferred? Am I being too flirtatious? Am I like, because the second that they sense that you are open to any, like they cross all of the lines, like, and you can't pull it back. And it's really, really uncomfortable because I can't make a joke that could be conveyed as too sexual or to anything because it's just the floodgates open and it, it takes a turn. And then it's like, all right, well, is this person trying to get to same thing? Are they trying to get to know me or is it just about sex or where is that balance? Because I feel like we have to be the ones to hold the boundaries so carefully for that to actually figure out like, is this actually date? Like, I think that quite, is this dating? Are we dating? Is this dating? Yeah. Is this just, you want to sleep with me? Like, wh- where are we on things? I it, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I, you brought up something interesting. Like it does feel like we have to hold the line on that because, um, I mean, it does make it kind of hard for men that are actually wanting to date in a real way because my defenses are up. I'm sorry. Anybody knew because I've had so many negative experiences from men that are after my body They're, you know, they're, and they're only after my body and they'll do or say whatever they have to say for those things to happen. Um, And it is, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. And I think some men don't realize they may make what they think is an innocuous uh, comment. And it's really hurtful to me. You know, I just had an experience with somebody that's just a friend of mine and he made, he made a couple offhand comments and he didn't mean them to the weight that I took them. And I actually like laid it, I had to like say it straight out. Hey, that really hurt my feelings. And this is why. You know, I don't think you understand what women deal with every day, like cat calls being like, you know, our bodies are just like out there to be commented on by every man out there. Sometimes it feels like, and it's frustrating, you know? And I think what I wish other men would realize is that I'm not just, I'm bringing all that to the table too. You're like the 85th man this week that has had things to say about my body and what I look like, you know, and I'm over it. I'm over it. Yep. Um, Okay. So what are some, okay. So we do actually have some like practical stuff. I know there's some things we figured out, uh, you know, where you can start seeing your body in a positive light, 
you know, whether it's, you know, like for example, and these are real practical things you can do, which y'all might laugh at, but I know for me that they made a big difference. Um, you know, like dating profiles, you know, there's going to be pictures on there and I have never had so many selfies in my life as yep. I started dating. It's like a ridiculous number of selfies because you need them. And there's also the like, good morning, thinking of you and here's a selfie, you know, just yeah. so they know that Send me you're a actually, the, yeah, <laughs> just so they know, you know, part of it's like, so they know that you're the person in the, you know, profile or whatever. It's like, I know you're sending this to six other people, but okay, fine. We'll <laughs> pretend we'll pretend this was just taken for me. But a lot of it's like selfies. Like for me, it's been, um, you know, like learning like good light, learning how to take a selfie mm-hmm. where I look cute. You know, I, women, a lot of times tend to put, I have heard, um, you know, I don't date women. This is just from what I've been told from men that I've dated. But a lot of women do put those like Snapchat, like filters on where they look yeah. like a kitty cat or yeah. a puppy or you putting those skin filters on where literally you look like a, a, a baseball. Like it's so like smooth. Yes. <laughs> you look like or a cartoon. The, the flower crowns. Yeah, I do. I have seen that a lot in men's profiles where they're like, if you have bunny ears, then swipe left or whatever. But like, just have regular pictures. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're cute. Ones. You're cute the way you are. You know, if you can figure out a way to do it with like good light, good angles, you should be fine. Light changes everything. Like yeah. my selfie spot is like in my dining room in like mid morning, the sun's coming in every picture I take it that time of day in that location is a hundred times better than anything anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Um, Face a window, face a window, window, get some light on your face. That'll make a huge difference. And then I think it is also important. Always include a body pic in your dating profile. And I don't mean like a bikini picture, but like when we're like, someone can see your whole body. The reason that, you know, like I have a picture from like a dressing room, I have like a t-shirt and jeans on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to include that because it just weeds people out. You know, like if there's somebody out there that wants to date a toothpick, that's not me. I'm proud of what I look like. And I don't, I I don't want to, I don't even want to go there. You know, if it's someone that is all stuck on wanting to date a size two, that's not me, never going to be me. So I want to put that out there from the jump and not waste anybody's time. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that's important to do so that, you know, because part of dating is what you look like, but I also want people that are attracted to me and this is what I look like you know, take it or leave it, you know, and I don't want to get into, um, I just don't want to waste anyone's time. And I also don't want to be talking to someone explaining what my body looks like. Like here's a picture. That's it. (laughs) Okay. The other thing we've talked about in the past too. So part of dating are like body pics sometimes, you know, sometimes known as nudes. Um, but I actually think that those, um, the, first of all, first thing to say is that you don't have to actually be nude for like a, a body picture of that sort. Um, and actually I would say, not being actually naked is probably a good thing to do. Um, you know, and they actually don't have to be for your partner or date. They can just be for you. You actually don't have to, like, I know for me, I wanted to start seeing myself in a better light. So I actually did like my own like boudoir photo shoot that I did myself. I had to take like a hundred pictures, like get the angles just right and all that, but they were for, for me, like they weren't even to like send out, they were for me to have and to retrain my brain. Um, and it worked. It worked. It really did. You know, cause I think I just saw myself as a mom. I saw myself as not, you know, all that attractive. Um, and it really changed the way that I saw myself. Yeah, no, I would uh, agree that it's a good exercise and just like feeling good about yourself again. Um, and you know, getting also, I feel like 
once you start dating again and you start buying more lingerie and cute stuff again, um, it's a nice way to like get comfortable with it and just have fun. Yeah. I mean, there are some practical tips, like especially on TikTok. TikTok has all kinds of tips on how to take uh, a good (laughs) body pic. Some of the things that we've learned, again, light is good. A black and white filter is also nice. Um, Archy and twisty. A lot of times you will feel uncomfortable, but it looks good for the picture. Um, I know, uh, Laura, you had said something about, you saw an idea on TikTok to like take a video and then a screen cap. Yeah. Yeah. So you just do like, uh, uh, set up your phone on video mode and pose however you're going to pose. And then you can just, um, screen cap from there and then you have a cute picture. So there are a lot of great boudoir photographers on TikTok who provide a lot of posing advice and that is what they all tell you to do. And it completely works. You can use it for just regular, like outfit selfies and stuff too, rather than standing in front of the mirror with your phone. So that is my like mind blown tip of the year so far. Yeah, that one, that works pretty well. Um, and then also usually a higher angle is good. Like you don't, I call them up the nose shots. You don't want to do that. Like for below your face, but those usually are not flattering. It's more flattering to go high, go up, up, you know, from a higher angle. And usually that's a more flattering way, uh, to take a picture is the other thing I would say. But again, you don't have to send these out. Like the first thing I recommend to any of my girlfriends that are having body image issues is I actually tell them, you know what? You should take some, take some nudes. You don't need to send them to anybody. They're just for you. Um, but it really helps you reframe the way you think about yourself, honestly. But also if you are going to send them out, a good idea might be to not include your face. So that's oh, also yeah. a little tip. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah, I also, (laughs) I agree. If that picture is happening to go anywhere, don't put your face in there, but just because you don't know, maybe they're awesome today and next week they will be the devil incarnate. Right. So you just don't want to deal with that. Um, and not that that it would never be your fault by any means, but also just, just don't put your face in there. Just don't do it. I mean, I've broken that rule a few times, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it is a good rule to have to try and abide by. Um, I feel like we have also shared some photos amongst our friend group. Um, and that's also a good like bonding moment. Um, mm-hmm. There was a time, I think earlier this year, we were all trying to take butt selfies. I believe yeah. yes. a challenging angle, but now that I know the screen cap trick, it would be much easier. Um, so that was a fun little exercise in um learning how to take a variety of photos. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, you know, Laura and I, and our friend who's not allowed on the podcast because she's in love. Um, we sent, we sent each other our, our, you know, booty pics that we took. And like, I will tell you, nothing will pump you up. Like your girlfriends, you look so beautiful. (laughs) I think that looks great. You know, again, this doesn't have to be going to a date or a romantic partner. Like, you know, you can make this, the purposes be to like pump yourself up, you know, and see yourself in a new light. When it comes, you know, I know this is something I've been doing and I, 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 sometimes I am a little, um, I mean, I'm, I'm very candid about everything. So it's not like nobody doesn't know, but we do want to talk about, is there anything we do for our bodies that maybe people might be judgy about, but we're just like, whatever, it's what I want to do. I know well, for me, oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I would say we, we both dipped our toes into Botox this mm-hmm. year. Um, and I think we had differing opinions of it. You loved it more than I did. Um, but it was definitely like one of those things that was kind of a self-conscious moment because people have certain opinions about it, or especially I, well, what I noticed men seem to have different opinions about what that means and like 
what does both, what are, what are you doing to your face? Is it going to look really fake? Are you going to look like a Kardashian? It's because there's so much in that realm that is so overdone that I think there's this idea, like women know it's like little touches and you won't notice a difference, but it's there. Men think that you're just like blowing up your entire face full of silicone. So <laughs> it was one of those interesting things of like, no, I'm not really going to look that different. I'll just look well rested. But I personally just didn't like how it felt. So I probably wouldn't do it again. But I, Heather, I think you had a, a better experience. Oh, I loved it. I had, so for me, I had this thing that bothered me. I had these forehead wrinkles, these two really deep forehead lines that have popped up because of my age and they're always there. They're never not there. Um, and also I had a lot of wrinkles around my eyes and to the point that it bothered me, like I, I really, it bothered me a lot. And I felt like if I can do something about it, then why not? And I didn't feel like it was that invasive. Um, I had no like compunction about going and doing it. And so we, I tried it. I tried it. We went together. It was hilarious. It was a, you know, a little date to the <laughs> date to go get some Botox. Um, and I love it. I love it. I'm only going to do it like once every six months. Um, and it's not, it actually is not a lot. It's just a little bit here and there. And like you said, I I'm finding like most people I know do it. Like it's, I think there are some things that are like little secrets that people don't talk about. And I didn't think many people did it, but, or at least in Chicago, a lot of people do it. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I I'm definitely going to keep doing it. Um, I feel like I made a big difference in a way that nobody's going to know except for me. Yeah. I think as we know, one of my challenges, I did some of the same areas on the face that you did Heather, but I also did what they call the lip flip where they put a little bit of Botox above your lip. That's supposed to kind of like draw out, you know, your top lip a little bit more. And I think they just did too much. So I couldn't drink out of a straw or from like a coffee cup for I don't know, three weeks. I would like, I couldn't form my lips around a straw and I had to go to a work event and we were drinking margaritas and I really couldn't put my mouth around this straw to drink it. Um, I have to say those texts were hilarious to get, like, I'm trying to drink, but I just can't, I can't get my straw to work. So my face I'm dripping and drink on my shirt. My lips would contort in such a weird way, or at least it felt so weird to try and get it around the straw. I'm like, this is terrible. I hate it. Um, yeah. So I know other people who've done it and who like it. I think maybe in general, like my forehead felt really tight after the Botox for quite a few weeks. So I think they just like maybe overdid me a little bit. Um, and I just, it did not take well with me. So I would me, I mean, I wouldn't not do it again, but I, if I did go back, I would ask for less and see how that goes, because I think there were just too many units of Botox in my face. Um, but it was definitely, it was, I mean, I, I had wanted to try it. And so I'm happy that I did it because I feel like, again, with something that's not permanent, it's like, eh, give it a try and see. And if you don't like it, then it just wears off and you go about your business. And like the lip flip I did, because I was kind of curious, curious about lip fillers, but like just curious, not enough to do it. It's also pretty expensive to do lip fillers. And so I'm like, well, this is like a similar you know, trial thing to do that wears off pretty quickly. And based on that experience, no, thank you. I will leave my lips alone. And this is how they're going to look just how they are. And I'm okay. With that. <laughs> the more, you know, um, so uh, yeah, despite the entertainment value to your friends. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Um, I would say the only other thing I have again, it's like, 
I think over the past year, based on, again, all of my selfies I've taken, my hair has been just a million different shades of pink. Um, and sometimes I wonder if it just looks like I'm super obsessed with like my hair color or if people on like my social media think that I'm just like constantly dying it. I'm going every month because my gray hair is so bad. I'm always getting my roots dyed. And then we just add the pink on top. Like that's like my joy from that visit because I have to go anyway to deal with my grays. Like, so we'll just add some pink on, but it comes across as if like, I have all of these hair appointments. And again, with, I think men's perception, I think a lot of this is that men often, I think don't realize how much we do related to appearance compared to what they have to do, which often is pretty minimal until they're dating someone who maybe is, you know, doing certain things. And so, you know, the person I've been dating I had so many hair appointments within the first couple of months because I had hair color and then haircut and then hair color again. And he just rolls his eyes. I'm like, yeah, I have another hair appointment. I don't even tell you about them anymore because you're just going to be like, Ugh. But, like I, women are not, we're not distinguished when we go gray. We are, we are old and we're tired and this and that. Whereas men get salt, it's salt and pepper on them. And it looks so great. We don't, we, it's just, you know, some people, women can go gray gracefully and nicely. I definitely am not one of those people. And I do not feel like I'm old enough to have a full head of gray hair. So I have to go every month to deal with it. Um, but it looks like I just have this excessive number of hair appointments, but I do see my colorist more than I see most of my friends and I love her. So it's one of your close personal <laughs> yeah, friends at this point. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm kind of wrapping this up. What are some of your big takeaways that you've had about body image recently? Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I feel like I'm at my happiest. I probably have ever been. I am far more comfortable in my body than I was when I was in my twenties and hadn't had kids yet. And my body looked better than, but my body is probably healthier now than it was during that time. I know my body's healthier. Now I take good care of myself. I do a wide variety of workouts versus just killing myself with cardio, which is what I did in my twenties. Like just do a ton of cardio and eat cereal for dinner and lose weight. Like that's what you do when you're young. And now I'm like, well, I need my protein and blah, blah, blah. And I'm lifting weights and I'm doing cardio and I'm mixing all this different training. in. so I feel like all that, again, like we've talked about that focus just makes me happy with myself in a way where I'm not judging myself or thinking about how other people are looking at me. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing for myself and that I get the time now, you know, when I don't have my kids or prioritizing now that my kids are getting a little bit older and I can do it, I can prioritize my fitness and my health in addition to all of the other things I'm doing in my life. And that feels really empowering too. So I think once you figure out some of those pieces, then I don't think you focus as much on what a, you know, new, like a romantic partner thinks about how you look because they should be caring more about who you are and how you are and how you look. It's just like another piece of it, because if you're happy with yourself, then it all just kind of fits together. So, yeah, yeah I agree. And I, the big thing I always think about is like, do we go out in life and look at other women's they, ugh, they don't look, they don't look that great. Like I've never, like I, I'll go out there and women of all shapes and sizes. And, um, you know, the ones that always make a, leave an impression with me are people that are clearly like so confident and so themselves, like I can tell they're wearing the clothes they want to wear. They're acting the way they want to act. Like they are authentically themselves and so confident. I remember those people, you know, and I think just like 
flipping the lens and giving myself that same kind of appreciation has made a big difference. Like, you know, I made a joke, I've made a joke before about like, if you buy jeans that are two sizes too small, you know, and it hurts and it's uncomfortable, you know, society says that's the right size. It's like, no, buy the clothes you like, buy the clothes that fit, um, buy the clothes that make you feel good about yourself. And I just, I wish we would be better about as we appreciate other women, giving that to ourselves as well, Mm -hmm. because I know I have never gone out and like looked at another one and been like, Oh, she doesn't look very good. Like I, I, I've never done that. Like, why can't I do that for myself? And I think I have gotten to over the last two years of dating. Yeah. Starting out where like, I had to like, tell myself you're beautiful. You are dateable. You are, you know, someone that other people would want. I don't even think that way anymore. Like at all. Like, it's just, this is who I am. I feel good. The end, you know, other people have nothing to do with it, you know? And I think that's a really important shift to be able to make. And it does take some time. Yeah. I think one other takeaway I have is, you know, for a while I had to work really hard to not say like negative comments about my body to a partner. Like, you know, that joke of like, Oh, ha ha. I've had twins. Like clearly you can yeah. tell like things like that. Cause I felt like I needed to say it in a way to acknowledge, like, I know how I look like, you know, like they thought, I thought I looked like a supermodel and I need them to know that. No, clearly I know that I don't look like that. And then I hit a point and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, no, yeah. like this is how I look they've seen me before. Like, why am I trying to, again, make such a big deal out of something that clearly is not a big deal at all. And I think that mind shift of it really just isn't a big deal. If somebody's with you and is dating you, it doesn't really matter because they're there and they want to be there. Yeah. And that's probably all we got for today. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Come back next week. Um, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.